Hey there, Rugby League fans. Thanks for joining us once again. Welcome back to Rugby League in America. Jim, my friend. Yes, um, sir. We got in trouble. We did. We're we did. bad. So I'd like to take this moment to submit a sincere apology to our fearless leader, Michael Carboni, who also <laughs> produces our podcast because we were supposed to come out on Monday, but we didn't. Uh, we're yeah, actually we're... a week late on recording this. Yeah, well, you know, uh, sorry Listen, about that. Americans going to do what Americans going to do. You know what I'm saying? Like we gotta... I'm, 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 my, my apologies to Zio Carboni. I'm, I'm, Zio I'm Carboni. sorry. I'm sorry, Zio Carboni. Don Carboni. Don Carboni. Please, please don't, please don't hurt us. <laughs> But we have oh. a great show. We have a great show for you today. So yeah, this is going to be do. this There's, is going to be really good. Listen, it, the past two past couple of weeks, there's been a lot of stuff that has gone on. Um, when last we left you, we were getting ready to kick off Naples Nines for the first time ever at mm-hmm. beautiful Jim. You want to get a shot on where? Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to do it the right way this time? No, you, you probably won't. Paradise no. Coast. Paradise Coast. Coast. I kept wanting to say Pleasure Coast. I don't know why. That's a different type of coast. It's a totally different type. That's, that, that's where, you know, that's where they have the, uh, we won't talk that's about that. That's where Naked and Afraid is filmed, I think. Uh-huh. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's yep. mm-hmm. uh, yes. But a lot of stuff going on. Some big, big news stuff. has actually come out in the past couple of weeks uh, in, in a variety of different topics. Just like we did last week, we're going to have like five, six tackles. If we, if we think of something, we'll add a six tackle in there. But we got five big things that we we're going to We have at least five about. big ones. At least five. And because we have five big things, we wanted to bring somebody onto the podcast to join us to make part of a three-headed hydra this episode. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that is uh, Mr. West Coast California Rugby League sideline uh, touch judge and sometimes uh, online commentator, Mr. Chris Hollandbrook. Chris, what's going on, man? Uh, not a ton. Enjoying uh, the uh, long weekend. Good to be here with you guys. awesome that's fantastic we appreciate it we also uh, apologize because uh, there may be times where chris's internet because he's down partying in uh in san diego right now may kick out and so he may get cut <laughs> off on some of this so uh there may become some uh, some times where it's a little choppy but that's okay we're gonna get through it jim what's been going on the past couple weeks for you been doing all right oh excited? man i'm okay I'm, I'm excited something's gonna happen something's gonna happen this summer that's we're just we're, we just don't know what besides you know we got the nines we got naples nines which was awesome yeah fantastic we uh that's something that's something that actually counts uh, I mean, there, uh there are other things happening we're getting ready for a three-day weekend here in the states that's hey look at that right. i'm always excited about memorial day that's that's uh that's always fun so let's let's kick it off right let's right. talk about naples nines all right uh, down there we, we you know last time we talked with curtis curtis was so kind to come on and he was it was good to have naples him on Nines. Um, I think it's pretty exciting, you know, some of the things that, that he's been working on there. He mentioned talking about stuff with Sulphur, Red Devils, and some posts have come out recently on that. And we'll talk about that actually a little bit later because Chris is going to tell us some really cool stuff that he's been doing research on because we didn't want to do the work. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, we kick off basically what, what's happened is, you know, Naples Nines down there on the Paradise Coast. Um, pretty good turnout uh, from what I could tell. They didn't do everything live but they did record the games and pl- they did play them later they um, did it's on youtube it's on youtube so you can go out and check it out there was a good good promotions around the game which is pretty exciting um you know there was an interview with uh, colin odell who on a local broadcast station so they had that that's yep. great that's yeah on uh, on uh, abc7 southwest florida that's there that's you go. that's um, the first time that a local news station has taken interest in rugby league for at least three years a long time uh, that's these, been a while uh, there's a southwest florida they get it right up somewhere else and I, I forget where i saw this i think someone sent it to us but they were saying uh the tournament is called nines which features nine players rather than the standard 15 players per team and i went uh-oh, uh-oh. spaghettios <laughs> yes people yeah see this <laughs> we'll is this is gonna happen this is i said this when denver happened and and the local media in denver kept calling it rugby and people were losing their goddamn minds at, <laughs> at denver media people losing their minds if you go back if you like search like rl challenge one and you search for all the mentions of it like People were going crazy, and I'm like, guys, you got it. This is going to happen for at least 10 years. It's going to be okay. I still remember the first time I found out there were two types of rugby. A friend of mine who played Union in high school and college out here in California, he was like, oh, yeah, I can, you know, introduce you to a lot of sports. Rugby Union, rugby league, cricket. And I'm like, what? 
there are yeah. two rugby's what are you talking about there's two different kinds yeah you mean that's, there's more yeah i so i learned the same way i i only knew there was rugby union until i was watching it uh, at uh the phoenix landing in uh in cambridge and a friend of mine who i watched soccer with i was watching soccer and he was like oh, i'm going to a rugby league game later and what i thought he meant was we were going to see a rugby game in a competition so uh he took me out to see the old oneida fc yeah and i'm looking for this team man I'm, oh yeah come on i would love that's who i would bring back if i had the money man if I, i'd bring it back and they have uh i'm looking for the lineouts. I'm, I'm like uh what's going on here they're like what's happening so yeah that's wow. I, I i said this to people at denver it's gonna take at least 15 years and and i say this to people now the the u.s open cup soccer tournament has been played in this country since 1914 since 1914 and media people all over the country still refer to these games as exhibition games so it's gonna take a little while for our sports media to catch up anyway i'm sorry just slamming his face right now I'm like oh my god oh it's okay. yeah Two different divisions, men's and women's. Men's and women's. Right. So the women's women's one uh, came down to the final between the Jacksonville women, the, the Jacks women, because they called it the Jacks men. Do they call it the Jacks women? I don't know. Jacks Axe women, Jacks, I believe, Axe, was the. Axe women, the Axe women. I don't know. We'll yeah. We're... Something to think about for the future for, for branding against the Carolina Storm. And Jim, you. That's, you a, and I that's both another. Went, both went, wait a minute. Who? 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 Much confusion, right? Because the Carolina Lightning women's team was the Thunder, and then this team is using the Storm, but the logo is the same. So we had, to, we had to we had to clarify it. We did we clarify had to, it with Garen. Garen was we talked to, to Garen. This is going to be the new kind of banner that will fly down there from uh, from people here. I say here or near where I'm located in Kannapolis, and so yeah, the and Carolina did, didn't Storm he... will be the new entity. Yeah, did did he? I'm trying to remember now. Did he say it was going to be men's and women's under the storm banner, or just the women? I think it's just the women. I think it's just the women. That's what I thought. It wasn't. We sure. could be we wrong. Talked, I we know had Garen, a long conversation with Garen, and, and many things were covered. So I'm trying. I know Garen is listening. Hi, Garen, because yeah. uh, he does. But I think it is men. I think it's just women. I think. I think it's just women. I think so too. I think so too. I'm just yeah. Anyway, um, but in their first ever event. I mean, that's pretty 16, amazing. 16 to four over Jacksonville. I was pretty surprised that Roots Rugby didn't win because they pretty much win everything. So oh, I'm, I was very surprised they didn't win the women's. The defending, they were the defender, the, 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 the defending London Nines champion there on the women's side. So that, that says a lot about what Garen's been able to do with these girls, that they, ladies, whatever, that yep. uh, he's been able to drill them into uh, enough of a team that they beat somebody who's, you know, got a lot of, as far as American Rugby League goes, he's got a lot of experience under their belt. That's that's pretty impressive. For sure. Chris, how do you feel? I mean, you know, obviously, this was something new. You know, Again, it's over here on the East Coast, near the West Coast. Do you know, you know, maybe moving forward, is this something that taking like a women's nines tournament that is planned in the future there in California? Have you, do you have the inside knowledge of some of this? I think it would be a delightful thing to make happen. I don't have any inside knowledge of hard plans, but hopefully we can get something <laughs> going in the future. I def I agreed. I feared Roots was going to take out both sides of the tournament, and I was kind of happy they didn't. I mean, I love Roots. I love everything they're about. They're great for both codes, but it's like, okay, good. Yep. We're not just going to have Roots win everything win that everything. happens in the United States in 2022. Tens, nines, elevens. I mean, they like could do it. If you told me that tens would just well, go up if, and if win sevens, nines, tens, thirteens, and fifteens, I would believe you. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, you were saying, Jim. I would believe it too. I would believe it too. No, no. I would reminded me the world tens guys have been trying to start this Americans tens thing, and and I wouldn't be surprised if Roots got involved there too. So, oh yeah, I'm sure if they're not already involved, if they're not already involved. So, yeah, so, no. I, they, we somehow have to get them into it's really a, a they really have to be involved in, in whatever domestic competition we have I that agree. should be they should be in the domestic competition because presence they're kind of like the the um uh the version of like the barbarians they are they are and, and which yeah, is cool which is cool i mean i love the barbarians i love that whole concept is amazing yeah um but we don't really have like I mean, I would love to see at least something there, you know, if, if they want to keep Roots off to one side and keep that as a Barbarians team and then 
try to join one of the competitions because God knows we need the representation in New York. And yep. it would be nice if there was, you know, non-white people. And like having having different ethnicities play is going to be really super important, especially in New York. Yeah. Like that's that's going to be a major draw card. So totally get it. Uh, on the men's side, um, we had a big game. So you guys thought Roots was going to take it. I thought hundred percent. I thought Jamaica was going to take it. I thought uh, the boys well, from the island were going to come up and take it. They played in the final against the USARL Exiles. A very and they, interesting. And, and they lost the. The Jamaica lost to the Exiles 10-6. So all scoring happened in the first half. Nothing happened in the second half. Nothing happened in the second half. Um, a very interesting... I don't really know who the USAR Exiles were. <laughs> yeah. And as we've come to find out a little later, at least some of them are British and okay. came over from England to play uh, on the team, like, on vacation. Chris, so, what, is that, you're gonna say something. No, Chris. Yeah, I'm sorry, Chris. Go ahead, buddy. No, I I was just making confused faces by that. But I mean, oh. hey, if they want to come play, let them play. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm just a little confused as to the how. I mean, they want branding choice. Here's there. what I thought it would be. Right? Is I I thought what would happen is they would the USA Exiles would just be like people from Philadelphia from the black boxes, from people who didn't have a team down in the Naples nines. Like, no, we're just going right. hodgepodge, right? Like, who knows? Maybe one of the old Brooklyn Kings would come out of uh, uh, the, the closed door that is Brooklyn right now and say, oh, yeah, hey, we're going to play a game. Like, oh, yeah. cool, that's fine. Like, that's that's what I anticipated. That's what I thought it was going to be, too. I thought it was going to be whoever they couldn't, you know, if they could get a couple of guys from Philadelphia, a couple of guys from Delaware, a couple of guys from Brooklyn, you know, maybe some of the Wombats floating around, you know, something like that. I don't know. I, I mean, good on them. I think that that's a big win. I and it, it, correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe I saw somewhere that the winner of this gets an automatic bid to London. Automatic bid. Yep. That the, is yep, it both the, men's and women's. It's both men's and women's. Yeah, that's the uh, the London Nines guy came out. Uh, his I'm blanking out on his name right now, but yeah, they announced beforehand that whoever won, uh, whoever won in um, Naples was going to get an automatic bid. That's pretty cool. So that's pretty awesome. I mean, and that's the kind of thing that that we need to have happen is there has to be some sort of circuit, like on the seven side, yeah. there has to be some sort of circuit that you can use as a draw card to get people involved to say, hey, listen, you know, if you get if you play in this, you can then play in Europe, which is not something that, you know, if you win some local tournament in sevens, you're not going to, you know, you're not getting a trip to Europe out of it. So yeah, exactly. You got to get you know that that's definitely a great that's the, I, I also hope he's going to at some point announce the vegas nines which we've been waiting on for three years now i'm, I'm wondering if that's ever going to get I, off the ground i but, don't uh, need to drive I across the desert for you guys if that happens <laughs> listen i'm coming i'm coming i've never been they, to vegas drive across the desert <laughs> <laughs> i can see on on horseback on horse oh yeah yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I think you know. Let let's let's give some good props to the Copperheads and what they did down there. One, absolutely, beautiful, that's beautiful complex. Beautiful complex. Beautiful that's complex. exactly the type of. I think I said this last time, but that's exactly the type of lower league soccer venue that is being built in spades all over the country. They are literally dotting the United States now. They have nothing in them but soccer. They would be more. These people were jacked about this tournament they were super active on social media they were super active on facebook they were super active on twitter promoting it um that th that's exactly the kind of thing that we need to have happen is to to get involved with these lower league stadiums that are that seat you know somewhere between five thousand and ten thousand people and and get them in the in the world of rugby league and and that can really we can then we can build up to eventually hopefully playing in you know, eventually, hopefully, building and up into playing in MLS stadiums. I mean, that would be the ultimate goal. Oh, yeah, but that would be that would be amazing. The ultimate goal. I mean, I know years from now, but but that well, that type maybe. of stadium is perfect. Well, there we go. Good job on for Chris and the guys on there at Copperheads for taking care of Naples Nines. Right, that's fantastic. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Good. Good on for them. Congrats to the Carolina Storm in the exiles from the usarl and england <laughs> yeah right they were truly exiled truly no. truly exiled no, i'm kidding no, i'm, really I'm very curious to see what 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 happens next here between 
and especially because uh um are we calling them the illinois raptors do we have a name for are they they, i I believe that they did not they didn't make it at the end from what i know they didn't play no they they had to pull out they uh, i talked to them on instagram and they couldn't get the players ready fast enough but they want to have their own event in in august okay according according to instagram so i'm but i'm very curious as to what happens there like with nope it's on instagram it's got to be true it's hey you know at least they you know they're they at least answer people when people ask questions which is more than we can say for some rugby league organizations on social media anyway moving Um, on to the next comment (laughs) (laughs) what's next up on your list of things that have come oh the list of things let's talk about the cease talking about our buddy garen let's talk about usa women and governance oh my goodness ah yes here we go let's let's dive into the deep end of the pool so do you, do you want to break the news or do you want me oh no i'll do it no it's okay you you do everything other this this podcast is really the dustin zara show and i just pop up occasionally <laughs> that's really what this is folks uh I, I so just inflated my ego thank you yeah uh, you know it's that you can you can venmo me later uh so Darren Casey uh, puts together the the I'm just I'm, as you know we only have so much time here on this podcast. Gets the USA Red Tails going. It is a women's team. They play the very first historic game against the uh, the, the Ravens in Canada in yeah. uh, in British Columbia. Eh? Give me a two four. So they didn't win. Doesn't matter. It's not about winning or losing, just about playing. They managed to get two games together, which is awesome. They had like a reserves game, which they called selects, whatever. Awesome. So everybody got a chance to play. Awesome. The Canadian women kicked their butts, but that's fine. It's a learning experience. First game ever, ever learning experience. And then about two weeks later. I think it was a little longer than that, wasn't it? Well, it wasn't that much longer. It was like two weeks, three weeks. Not too long later, like yeah. in the title screen. The title screen would say, not too long later. Uh, the Fed. A short, a short time later. A short time later. Meanwhile, back on the farm, uh, the Federation uh, wheels out. They're going to have their own women's team. And by Federation, you mean the USARL. I mean, USARL. Which is the, yeah. the governing body for The all governing body. The, the NGB, the National yeah. Governing Body. So they turn around and... I mean, you know, being real here, they stab him in the back. They're going to have their own team. Okay. Well, with with who? It, is it the own team or is it? I'll let you finish and then I'll. I'll no, I'll, no. I'll, just, I'll, I mean, you know, looking at this from the outside. Right. You know, so it, when it, I it doesn't, this, seem, doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense. It, it doesn't make any sense at all. It's like wiping before you poop. Um, yeah, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> there you go. There's, there's your zinger for the day. Right. So we, we look at, if we're looking at the news from USARL, April 8th was a, a post. The USARL women venture into Canada the first time. Fantastic. Support is there. Awesome. Red tails, all good to go. Things, you know, look good. I mean, we talked with Garen, you know, and we we talked with Jason. We talked, we, we they were ready for the game. We got the message from Peter. Uh, he sent you a, a kind, a kindly written letter uh, about their position on the situation and yeah. leading up to this. And then they've decided to say, okay, great. They're, we wish them nothing but the best of luck. Hope you say players do great. All this other you know, fanfare, basically. There we go. Them, right? They play. The game goes well. They're talking about playing other matches. Yep. Um, and then on May 15th, uh, May 15th, which was a Sunday morning at 8 a.m., by the way, when this came out on social media. I believe it was Sunday morning. Right? I may be. I need to go check now because now I'm gonna. People are gonna yell at me. Like, no, what? No, that was right. I knew I was right. Um, Sunday morning, 8 a.m. gets posted. USA Rugby League Incorporated basically says that we're formalizing administration for a domestic competition and internal commitments, and that they'll all be under the Hawks banner. So basically, from what I understand, and Chris, you can tell me if you're reading this a different way because you are a professor of things and you read he's literally a professor of things folks we're not kidding no no he is he is literally a professor he's wicked smart he's Uh, wicked smart (laughs) ah hallard brock he's wicked smart but you know basically what's come out is it's saying that this is the new governing body and all selection will now go under the in in this new banner the usarl and not us usa women's rugby league 
which Garen had gone through the process of doing everything for, had coaches. Addie was there and all, and Danny Hanson. They were all a part of the team, all a part of this organization. And then Miranda uh, Barnard, Barnard um, of Jacksonville is now like in charge of the operating commissions. I'm like, whoa, 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 where is all this coming from? Chris, right. did I read that? And word? they're saying under the Hawks banner when they sanctioned a test under the Red Tails name. So Correct. that it's all right. going to be under the Hawks really makes it sound like a hostile takeover. Thanks for getting this set up, Garen. Oh, by the way, we're going to do it now. Oh, he froze. Yeah. Yeah. Ba- basically, yeah, it just feels like a hostile takeover. But, yeah. Jim, yeah. I mean, is that, I mean, is that your interpretation of this? No, that's, I mean, I, I, that's what it looked like to me. I mean, it, it looks like a hostile, that, that's exactly the right phrase, hostile takeover. It, it, it looks like they just decided that they want to do it and they're just doing you know, thank you very much. And they're just going to, sna- and, and this seems to be endemic. I do not understand. I follow way more sports than someone should ever follow and probably not great for my mental health. But I, the, the infighting, the immediate turn to infighting in this sport is amazing. Yeah. That like nobody can work with each other, and that the very first thing that happens is is fighting, which is crazy. You're fighting over nothing. I mean, this is a this is a really you know this is not a big sport here in the U.S. Like, rather than work with somebody and say, okay, well, we're gonna have the red tails over here and and you know let them do their thing, and you you wanna you wanna have the power, but there's no power. There's no like, good lord, there's not that many people who know about this. What are you? What are you gaining from another? There's only X amount of people. There's a tiny, tiny amount of people in this country who know the sports exist, right? There's, there's a tiny amount of people t- who are involved in the sport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's a tiny amount of people who know the sport exists, and there's an even tinier amount of people who are involved in it. And like the three of us talking here represents fully 75% of the fans, right? <laughs> so why would you. Maybe, maybe a little bit. That's only slightly. Why would you then start a fight i don't it just seems crazy it just seems crazy uh, it just seems c- completely counterproductive and and crazy to to do something like this if somebody's gone out and done all the hard work for you and set up the team and all this other stuff and went to canada and played two games that you haven't been able to do in in the d- almost decade that you've been in charge i mean you guys took over in 2013 so it's almost been a decade it's been nine years i mean you've got a smattering of women's teams jacksonville I think Tampa has a women's team. California. Uh, California. Hey, Chris, Calif- have, I mean, how many teams in California do you have, Chris? Because you guys have had training, and some of the people, some of the ladies on the U.S. team that went up to Canada were from California, if I'm correct. Yeah. Last year, it was two women's teams. East Palo Alto had a women's team, and then there was a Southern California Sirens team, which was uh, the folks at Mongrel and Barracudas were working on that and needed to do a joint operation for getting the women started. Yeah. yeah. So there. So in the last nine years, there's been less than five teams, but there's never been a national team. So somebody finally went out and did that, and your immediate reaction is to try to take it away from them. I, I, I don't get it. I don't see what that accomplishes. I don't see what that, other than just petty. It just it's, looks petty. It it does look, look petty and really petty. And I, it's it's one of those things where when I look at it, I sit there and I go. Like what? Like what happened? Right, a couple months ago, well, almost a year ago, the IRL came out and said that we were going to talk about governance and for USARL and what yeah. was going to happen and and build a structure around it. Like build a structure, right? And which is great. That's what needs to happen. Build a structure. How do people get in the office? How people get a part of you know the board? Who elects the board members? Yada 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 yada. yada. All this other stuff that happens, right? It's been put out there. We have heard zero since nothing january nothing right there's no no communication that's happened this is no. this is the this is the constant um endemic of, of, of what's this is something on. else that's endemic to the like, sport like, is the lack of communication that's exactly what i was saying like it's just i don't understand we i you know it can be forward like i've reached out to peter because i'd love to have him come on the podcast peter love if it. you're listening please please check, please check your email i sent a response please um, Please, please. We, we, I, I think it's it's only fair to to give them the space to make a comment yeah. 
I would but love if, to talk to them. But if if nobody wants to make a comment, we're going to take we're, it for face we're value. Gonna, we're going to comment. That's what we're going to do. I, I It makes no sense that we haven't heard anything about this. We haven't gotten any update. Um, one of the people involved, I guess, popped up on Twitter and was like, oh, it's going to be weeks. It's going to be five to six weeks. And was like, well, when were we going to hear about that? Um, there's no one has said anything. Uh, we know that that uh, uh, it's it had it's started, but where it's yeah, going? It started back in November. Yeah, I mean, I'm not expecting a daily update here, but you know, November was a long time ago. I mean, you could you could give people something like what what's going on? Who's who's involved? Who's yeah. who's involved in it? You at least let people know who's involved. Give people a roadmap, and then you know. I, like I'm not expecting a daily update here. It'd be nice if you feel like emailing me. It's radio <laughs> underscore stagger at ProtonMail. Be my guest, please go ahead. But uh, you know, I'm not expecting a daily update, but some kind of update. Yeah. I mean, Chris, and what, this what is are your thoughts on on kind of how this governance process has gone on so far, and and like what would I mean? What are you looking for? I mean, obviously, we all Jim and I have our opinions, but like, what are you looking for in the process? It it's wild. It seems so typical of rugby league but just as as you guys were saying give us some transparency and national coordination it's a big country and we've got stuff going over regionally and it's not as clear as it could be how they relate to each other we're pretty sure california rugby league is affiliated because they're on the usarl website but what does that mean we don't know Right. Does it? That's a, yeah. a nice to have. Hey, welcome on, guys. We're, I mean, I know here. the California guys are Hawks eligible. That was the big thing with NARL last year. USARL was saying those guys won't be Hawks eligible. I was there the day Tom told the guys that they were all officially Hawks eligible. But does that mean anything? Are the Hawks going to play a game between now and 2030? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Oh, this is that's a good question. Just, it is, and and you 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 know got to and and again this this goes back to you know getting fans. This goes back to uh, attracting fans. I follow. If you play a team sport in this country besides lacrosse, I'm sorry, I grew up on Long Island, I can't watch lacrosse. I will follow your sport. And I've, U.S. soccer was a mess, a mess for most of the time I've been watching soccer in this country since '94. U.S. soccer has been a mess, but it's never been this bad. Like there's, this is just stuff that you're a casual fan getting into it. When I try to explain this to people like who are not big fans and, and I'll explain, you know, Jim, what's going on? You do that rugby league podcast. Like, what's up, man? And I'll give them just a brief little rundown and they'll look at me like, what, what's happening? What's, what's happening? Like how, how, you know, how does this, how does this function? Um, Anyway. And that's you're not attracting new fans, man. That's not no one. You're gonna take one look at this and, and run. And you need the Hawks to attract new fans. Nothing 100%. gets Americans to care about a sport they don't understand, like seeing USA on the jersey. Then we can 100%. get all jingoistic and start chanting USA, and we get all excited. So get the Hawks playing a home and home with Jamaica every year. Call up Canada and be, hey, do your guys play too? We could do a home and home every year. <laughs> Get Chile and Brazil up here. Let's play some I games. Worry. I worry that teams like Chile and Brazil come up here and right now and whoop us. We they probably would, but yo, he's, but it's absolutely... better than not playing. Like I mean, yeah, the kangaroos don't play either, but people have heard of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. But no, that's it. You're right. It's the U.S. I know people who do not care about soccer at all. Do not give a damn about soccer. But when the World Cup is on, they're watching the USA because that's how we are in America. With you know. You watch the Olympics. People don't know anything about Olympic sports. Half of these Olympic sports, people get really sucked into like team handball if the U.S. is doing good because ah, it's the U.S. Like whatever, we'll figure it out. Curling, uh, crazy sports they've never watched before. But the guy's got a U. They don't know who he is, but his shirt says USA. So I'm behind him, and that's how you know that's how we're gonna get people to watch rugby league. Chris is absolutely right. Yeah. Anyway, I think Jim, that's a great segue into tackle three. <laughs> and and third that tackle. Is, yeah, third tackle. Uh, tackle three, third tackle, whatever you want to call it, is uh, an announcement came out about a World Cup. About two World Cups, actually. Two of them. Two of them. And that is, and 
this is a rugby league podcast, but we're going to talk about this because this is important. It's is related. That, is that it is because we'll 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 feed into it. Is that the U.S. was granted the 2031 and 2033 Rugby Union World Cups? My question to you, gentlemen, and we'll go with the the, the illustrious guest to start off with. Yes, is this good for rugby league? Yes, I. It's rugby being played at a high level in the United States on television and with marketing. Is it a different sport? Yes, but if you can get Americans watching one, it's not that it's going to be a lot easier to get them into the other. You know, if they at least have the word rugby in front of them and see a version of football where you can't throw the ball forward, and if they can get their head around that, you've got them most of the way uh, to <laughs> watching both. That's that's absolutely that's that's my that's my thought. I mean, that's how I got into it. If you can get people. What's really going to blow people's minds is that Americans are going to watch both. They're they're going to watch both. They're, uh, uh, they're you know you'll have people that prefer one or the other, but if you can get people watching, you know if if MLR builds up enough that they they're getting you know they're averaging about ten thousand fans, that would be a good number. It'd be an amazing. And we number. can get some. It would be an amazing number, but I think that's. I would hope that that's their plan is to get up to at least that number by by twenty thirty one, the first one. Yeah. Um, we'll hope that's what. We'll hope that's what they want to do. Yeah. If they can get up to about ten thousand fans, and we have some kind, please Lord God, if we have some kind of organized nationwide domestic rugby league league by then, people are going to watch both. They're they're going to go. All those people in Denver. I mean, Denver is literally the home of USA rugby. That Colorado is there. Yeah. Colorado is where the goddamn headquarters are. So, yeah. and you still got twenty thousand people to come out. Yeah. This you, people will come out to both. There's no baggage. We don't care. Yeah. Talking about what happened in Huddersfield in eighteen in eighteen ninety five is like talking to us about what happened at the Battle of Colonnen. We we, we collode another. Where? We don't but, give a damn. Yeah. Like it's not going to matter. And there's people are just going to see football without pads. And they'll like one or the other. They'll probably prefer one or the other. But a good number of people are going to go to both. I've already had people who, who are fans of the Free Jacks, are questioning me about what's going on with thirteens. You know, they want to come out. People just want to see more rugby. They're, it doesn't matter to them. Most people. Again, the guy so. who introduced me to rugby league and told me, "Hey, this is a thing. You should check it out. It's neat." Played union for like yeah. eight years and was in the front row of scrums and he's like, "Yeah, there are no scrums, there are no lineouts, but it's cool. Check it out." Yeah, yeah. that's that's what's gonna. I, I think it. I think if if it'll be a good thing, if we can. I mean, and this is of course the five thousand pound neon lit. If if we can get things together in by then, and there's some kind of by domestic because. <laughs> Yeah, by 2031. I mean, it can't be like now where you're like, oh, you don't live in Florida or California. You have no local teams like it can't be like that. Um, if we have some sort of at, le at least basic national competition where Chicago is up and running, uh, Cleveland, Texas, Texas, I don't know, Tech, come on. How do you have a state that big and there's nothing there? There's nothing there, in Texas. There, there is. It's well, just hasn't been around for 24 years i mean yeah like what's going on here like you gotta have your txrl the, baby the northeast you, you can't have no teams in the northeast i mean other or than philly yeah or the northwest yeah see i mean if you, seattle, put a, if you just put a team in seattle forget 4, it those people show up those people come up to watch that's why cricket's going up there cricket's building a the, the major league cricket they're gonna seattle build a, a venue up there so here's what, here, I said Seattle fan base is insane for any sport. They'll go watch anything. They'll watch anything called Seattle. They literally yeah. will. It's crazy. It's the first place you got to go. It's because you can't do anything outside. I used to live there. Uh, <laughs> so here's the situation. Here's what's going to happen. Somebody is going to go into a bar, and the Rugby World rugby, rugby Union World Cup is going to be on, right, in America, or they're going to go to the venue. It's going to be close to your city. It's going to be all over the U.S., right? They're going to go. They're going to see it like, oh, yeah, that's fun. Nice to see. Blah, blah, blah. And then something's going to happen where somehow through the NRL being smart about their marketing and spending money mm. and putting money into American Rugby League. Oh, whole another day for topic. Well, it's a whole other day. Oh, let's cross the fingers. Cross the fingers. <laughs> right. Not being you know, a one and done type of thing. Then what's going to happen is that guy or gal is going to look at that and go, 
oh, they're hitting each other again. Oh, great. Wait, where's the other part? It doesn't matter. They're hitting each other again. Like it, that's, that's it. That's, that's it. it. That's, that's the extent to that's the extent to what we care. And they're gonna it, go. That shit's cool. That's rugby. That shit's cool. That's rugby. They're gonna think it's the same thing. They'll get into a little bit more. I I actually I can tell you this. I have a test with three guys that I know who have never seen a game of rugby league. I sent them. Uh, which game was it? I think it was like last week's like Parramatta and uh, oh, who did they play? Crap. I forget. It wasn't. It was one. It was last week's game. So NRL said, watch this. I said, I want you just to watch this. I'm not going to tell you anything about the sport. I'm not going to say what's going on, but I want you to watch and tell me if you can figure it out and how long it took you to get some basic ideas. 15 minutes. And they're av- they're avid football fans. It's like, so you get like, you get like five tackle things and then you kick the ball away like you're punting. I'm like, yeah, pretty much it. They're like, and you got to go the whole field in five? I'm like, yeah, pretty much. He said, and every now and then, sometimes they do something wrong. They get a penalty, and rather than stopping and doing a yellow flag, they just start all over again. I went, yeah, man, you got it. Then you're done. Like you can understand ninety percent of the game. That, I, <laughs> I've never, I've, I've watched. I had probably fifteen people, twenty people at my apartment in New York City watching Denver. None of them had any idea of rugby. All of them were American football people, and within twenty-ish minutes, they were good. Yeah. Like I had to explain one or two things to them. I think the 40, somebody was Googling it. 40, somebody 20. wanted to know what like a 40, 20 kick. But other than that, the basics of gameplay, they had down in 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, and that was it. And they'd never seen it. They'd never seen any rugby of any kind. So you heard it. You've heard it here. I'm telling first, you. On Rugby League in America podcast. From the West Coast <laughs> to the Northeast to the Southeast. <laughs> and everywhere it's, in between. It's going to be good. It, the fact that Rugby Union has gotten the World Cup is actually going to be really good for Rugby League. As long as someone as is there to take advantage of it. As long as, as, long we, as we can. As long as Rugby League takes advantage of it. As long as Rugby League, as long as we can point them to a functioning that. competition that they can go see in their town or watch on television. Hopefully. All right, Jim, what's next up right. on the board? Oh, boy. Uh, so apparently, uh, coming, coming back up here to where uh, me and uh, Mr. Hallenbrook are from, uh, the the Boston Thirteens may be making a a comeback out of the the depths of what we thought was, I don't want to say death, but certainly not functionality. Uh, <laughs> there 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 are according to uh, Rugby League Planet, uh, there they and the also on ice Brooklyn Kings, who again have not been heard from in many a moon, uh, are going to be part of this four team. I'm not going to call it competition because that's not really what it is. Uh, them, so Boston, Brooklyn, Philadelphia Fight, and uh, Delaware Black Foxes are apparently going to have two events up here, one in Delaware and one in an undisclosed New York location. It's like uh, a secret underground layer. It's a secret, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a high school field somewhere in Queens, I'm going to guess. Are they going to um, book it for 1 a.m.? You've told us how busy New York yeah, is. Yeah, I tell you, you're going to have to, dude. That's what I'm saying, man. This is going to be, I mean, if the, unless they do this, at, if, unless the Kings still have the inn at Brooklyn Inlet Park, uh, yeah, they're going to be, it's going to be hard up. Like, if, if the Kings don't still have their, have their inn at Brooklyn Inlet, then they're going to be, it's going to be trouble. It's going to be, it's going to be very interesting to see where that ends up. Uh, one of them is going to be a nines event. It sounds like the Delaware event is going to be a nines event. And then the event in New York City, again, wherever that happens to be, and I hope it happens in Brooklyn Inlet Park during the day, uh, on a weekend, uh, again, fingers crossed, uh, that we're going to see those two teams come back from the dead. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed they're not actually going to play, you know, in Boston. And so far, you know, as of right we, now, we don't even know if they're going to play a full a full squad game. No. Yeah. I mean, all we know yeah. is that all we know is that there's going to be a nines event in Delaware and a and a 13s event in, in New York. Yeah. And, and we and know what it. the jersey looks like. And we, and we know what the jersey looks like. So the jersey Would it have killed them to announce what was going on before they put up the merch? There's more rugby league merch in this country than there are teams playing games. And that drives me up a wall. It seems to go like Twitter account. And then merch. Oh, and then maybe we'll figure out what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful jersey. It's a beautiful jersey, but no one. It's gonna cost like one hundred and ten dollars. I I can't remember how much Cleveland's. He he, uh, MHS made Cleveland's jersey. Yeah, Matt. And that was like in Australia. Yeah, Matt Haynes. He makes great stuff. He makes great stuff. I I wish he he. I wish MLS would call him up and make better jerseys than they do. 
Um, he makes great stuff, but yeah, I mean, Cleveland's jersey was like over a hundred bucks, and no one is paying, no American, and that's the thing. Maybe this isn't couple. No, high, well, people who live, there'll be a, a few people who live in America, yeah, family Hello. members. Yeah, you know, Ian in Idaho, Ian in Idaho will one hundred percent buy one of these jerseys because that man has fifty five thousand jerseys. Um, that's true. He has like five more jerseys than he has a museum. He should, somebody should pay him to just have a rugby league Jersey museum. It's incredible. Um, he'll buy a Jersey, of course, but this isn't aimed at Americans. It's a thing. This is another thing. This isn't aimed at American fans. This is aimed at, at people overseas in Sydney and in somewhere on the M62 that you're going to shoot. I think this is actually, you know, this is one of those things. And we, I reached out to the leadership of Boston. They say an announcement will be coming soon. Um, and again, we haven't heard anything from them since they and the New York Freedom and Brooklyn left the NARL earlier or middle of last year um, yeah. for some reason. Uh, yeah. The, uh, I mean, uh, no confidence or whatever it was. So, yeah, they didn't have any. I mean, I don't blame them considering the basic running of, you know, basically everything that's happened with NRL. I but don't blame them for piecing like out in there. Their own three, three team league right now is what it seems like. So, yeah, I mean, there's right. I mean, what's what's going on there? And yeah, and there's, you know, that that's the thing. But yeah, I mean, if you're going to, it's a beautiful jersey. Just, yeah. We'd, we'd love to know more. Yeah, let's have some and, games, you know, and again, in Boston. Chris, Chris said it. He said it would be great if there was an announcement. Yeah. Transparency. Transparency. Released. That's 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 the that's going to be the new motto of this show. Transparency. It's a, <laughs> like, let's have some transparency. Hey guys, we're back. News coming soon. Check out our new jersey. Yeah. <gasps> there you go. There you go. And I and I understand a lot of this, you know, a lot of this like everything in American rugby league, you know, this is what people, this is their hobby. It's a hobby. This is what they're doing on the side. They're, they're the, the side of the side of the side, you know, and, and, it, but it can't, it can't, it's, it's not going to go anywhere if it continues like this. It, it's just going to stay at this level. This is, this is like when it's easier for me to find out what's going on with the amateur teams in the Bay state soccer league, than it is to what's going on. And again, those are runoff. Some guys change in his, in his, you know, Nissan Sentra's, cup holder it's not like they got any money either like if i can find out what's going on with them in two seconds and it takes me weeks to find out what's going on with the team in my own town that's that's not great and i'm committed you know i'm a i'm a nerd i'll look you know i'm gonna yeah. take the time that's not uh, something you know the base state soccer to. league exists yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know the base state i know the I base state so- shit up for a there, so. uh no 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 bssl come on all right talking about coming back from the death We'll move on to the next one. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. On, let me get this date correct. On, was it six days? This has been six days ago. So on the 21st, do you know what day that was? That was a Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday morning, the, the 21st, an announcement came out from the NARL. It actually wasn't even an announcement. What had happened is it was just a post on Instagram. And it was new professional rugby league competition. Are you ready for rugby league? Rugby league and ARL preseason tickets Saturday, June fourth. Preseason t- kickoff. Excuse me, Calvary, DC Calvary versus Atlanta Rhinos at Silverback. Jim, you've been asking for it. You've been waiting for it. An been waiting for it. Has been made. They made an announcement, but they didn't really. Their teams did, but they're well. They they announced it on Instagram, and then they didn't do anything on Twitter. Um. Which, of course, feeds into the conspiracy theory that it was already rampant in sections of rugby league Twitter that somebody just has the Instagram handle, Instagram password, and not the Twitter password. And this is not really... I actually know for, I actually know for a fact that they do have the Twitter password. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that makes it even worse that they forgot, like, good, good job, guys. We forgot to post that. Oh, that's, the, what the, I'm, that's what I'm told. That's what I'm the, told. Con, the conspiracy theory that I heard within an hour from multiple people was this is just because they have the IG password and not the, and not the Twitter password. That's, that's, why it's, that's why it's there. Uh, yeah, so there's no, there wasn't an official league announcement on Twitter, and I don't think there was an official league announcement on Facebook either. I'm not on Facebook, but I, I pop in there to check on things. Um, uh, I mean, okay, um, good, good, like, like everything, good, you know, good, you're playing games, good. I, However, I, I take back the day, but it was just posted because it was actually nine o'clock at night on a Friday, on the Friday. 
Oh yeah, it was the Friday. Yeah, it was a Friday evening news drop. That's I went to journalism school. I know how this works. That's that's when you do those things. Uh, no explanation of what happened. No explanation of why the league the season didn't start on the announced date. Uh, no which, explanation. Which would have been the, the next day. Which would have been the next day. Uh, no explanation on where Team Six is. Who is Team Six? Is there a Team Six? Team Six. Someone, please, someone. I'm looking at Uzio Carboni or or maybe our friend Matt Haynes. I need a Team Six jersey. Someone has to make a jersey or a T-shirt. Just make a T-shirt that says Team Six NRL. I will buy two of them. That 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 is that's going to be the biggest inside rugby league joke of all time. Yeah. So we don't know what's going on there. Uh, so on the good side, on the plus side, there's going to be a game at Silverback Park, which I've been to for soccer. It's a great facility. It's not terribly far from Atlanta. It's not too close, but it's not too far. It's a great facility. It's in the suburbs. Awesome. It's in the burbs. But everything in Atlanta is the burb. Like Atlanta's that's Atlanta. There's not unless you're downtown. Everything is kind of the burbs. Um, great facility. Again, the type of facility we should be playing in, like the place in Naples. That's awesome. Um, MLR also plays there because they understand the same thing. Not too big. It's not too small. It's mostly important. It's not too big. Uh, it's easy to get to if you have a car. And everybody there drives anyway, so you have to. Uh, awesome. They're going to play DC. Awesome. That's that's probably be a big rivalry because they'll be the closest team. Well, ish. ish. I don't think there's we, there's no Florida teams involved yet, so that'll be a that'll be a rivalry. But there you go. But you know, yeah, there's no what's Chris. You're Chris. You're holding your you're kind of holding your tongue here for a little bit. I feel no, like no, no, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, I gotta let Chris go. Chris, go ahead, man. I'm sorry. Well, I I'm thrilled we have a venue because we never had that for week one when they did that week one announcement for New York. How many ever months ago? Never had a venue. So we've got a venue. We've got a game. It's kind of funny it that it's be being game. called a preseason game when there is no announced season. Is it going to be like last year where we just wind up getting two or three one-off exhibition games and then they're like, well, we're going to try again next year. I've got a funny feeling it's going in that direction, but hey, it's a game. Games are exciting. I just want teams to play games. So yeah, that's- <laughs> we, we just want teams to play games. It's not nines. It's not nines. That's the other thing. And I yeah, would actually it could be the first 13 aside game in the United States that doesn't involve a national team Thank in God. 2022 because yep. the Heritage Cups games either involve the U.S. women's national team or the Puerto Rican national team. Right. So those were all sort of those were more tests that matches than right. club matches. And that's another Puerto Rico is another team that should be involved in what you were talking about before with your with your home and away thing. You know, we play yep. Jamaica. We should play Puerto Rico. We should play Canada. Like everybody here, who's getting to be involved. But yeah, finally we're going to play some thirteens. And I I don't I'm not against nines. Nines are fine. It's just like sevens. Sevens are fine. Yep. Doesn't translate over into interest into the bigger game. It just doesn't. The yeah. sevens gets a ton of people here when they have the sevens events. Well, with the national teams, when the World Seven Series rolls through town, and 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 Chris can tell you in L.A. they get a ton of people, and then the Giltinis play thousand twenty thousand for yeah. the L.A. Sevens over a couple days. Giltinis, there have been home games for the Giltinis this year. The one I that I've been at. There were not a thousand people there, yeah. and it's in the it LA does. Coliseum, which is a massive a cavern. Yeah. It is. It's huge. It it doesn't it doesn't translate. I know. I I I I really cannot stress this enough to my overseas friends. It it does not translate. It just doesn't. I know. I know. It just doesn't. It. We don't look at these things like they're the same sport. They're two different sports. So we yeah. got to start playing thirteens. If you want people to be interested in thirteens in this country nines is not the thing that's going to do it it is just not you're going to get people interested in nines and then they're not going to come back for 13s because the same thing happened in sevens people that are interested in sevens will be be interested in sevens they follow they go sevens and for folks who aren't in the united states sorry dustin for guys for folks who are listening from not the united states just remember that we're weird just start with America and Americans are weird as your starting point for trying to understand, oh, what yeah. Union World <laughs> Cup being a good thing or not, it's not translating to 13s. We're weird. Just, just keep yeah. that as your basic yeah. premise. It's a, it's a unique, it's a unique sports. We don't, the, the number one thing that I think people don't understand is that we don't have a concept of codes. We don't have a concept of codes. They look at, you know, they look at soccer and, and, and rugby and, and Aussie rules football as different codes of football. And we look at it as, three completely 
different sports that's not even remotely similar. So like we're we, not going to tr- that before. I don't know. It, I we might have. I, I I it bears repeating though. I feel like I have these conversations online at least once a week. Yeah. At least what, once what, a week. What I will say about NRL stuff and going back to Atlanta. Atlanta has announced head coach Jordan Smedley is coming back. He was a former champ former champion with uh with Atlanta in 2017. And they also announced um, I, one of the new players in the team is uh, Sione Talisa, who actually just yes. came over from. I mean, that's a pretty. He's a pretty big player. Like, he's a that's a good name, not a, not a, a household name in rugby league, but he's a just playing over in France and in their top division. That's um, pretty good. So that's that's pretty solid. Like I think I, I talked to Nick, and Nick's really excited to have him uh, today um, on on this Friday, the day of our recording. They you know announced again that that Hiko uh, Hiko Malu you know USA you know, Hawk you know, from 2017, um, you know, won the D1 championship with, with Life University. He's coming back again. He's a big dude. Um, so, I mean, they're building, They you can see Atlanta Post, DC Post, they have lots of players out at practice. Things are, things are, things are happening. They're just, it, it just seems like there's no organizational structure. That's the thing. It, it seems and, like. And no, what's that special word we'd like to use on this podcast? Transparency. We need a button. We need, a, I'm going to record, I'm going to, I'm going to take my, music stuff i do for my show and i'm gonna have like a reverb echo affected me saying transparency and i'll just yeah i'll just push the button every time we come to that i mean this ha- like like you know i got started in sort of alternative sports and soccer in america and for years we had an alphabet soup of leagues and we had leagues that had three or four teams that were active and really knew what they were doing and then seven or eight that had absolutely knew what they were doing and those leagues did not survive you 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 have to have there's there does not seem to be an organizational structure. It seems like Ryan Burroughs in DC and Nick Newland in Atlanta, they've got their heads on right. They know what they want to do, and it seems like they're dri- this is just the outsider perspective with no insider information. It just seems like they're driving the ship. They they know what they want to do with their two teams, and they're not getting any help from the league. Uh, and and I mean, good on them. I mean, good good for them for getting this game together. But this is not this is not how professional. It's a step. It's a good step. But yeah, this this is not how, you know, sports operates here in Estados Unidos. It's just not. Well, let's move on to some, let's move on to some good news, shall we, Jim? Good news. Good news. Woo. Do you want to do you want to announce the, the cool news that happened uh this just recently or me to go? Go. Oh, I've been I feel like I've been doing most of the talking here. Show. So, <laughs> the, the big news that happened. And this kind of goes back to the US Women's National Team. Taylor White. US Red Tail. We'll call it Red Tail because that's who she that's who she played for in the that's one international game. Uh, has officially signed at Wigan in the Super in the Women's Super League. Fantastic! Effing cool is that? That is really awesome. That is the that is the kind of thing we need to have happen. And then people Absolutely start wondering, great. how do Americans get to go play over in the Super League? And one how of the reasons, indeed. how indeed, one person that we know has actually done the research and that would be the phd of everything mr chris hollinsbrook mr hollinsbrook can you describe the situations in which people who play rugby league in the united states can go play abroad i can it's a bit complicated so hold on to your hats (laughs) and by the time you're listening to this we'll have the information up on twitter as well so I, I talked to a lot of people. I talked to some UK journalists to try and get me pointed in the right direction and some others around the game. And basically, in order to get a UK sports person's visa, which I don't believe was the case with White going to Wigan, I think she was going in on a spousal visa because she's married to a British citizen. She's pretty, yeah, I believe her husband is British. It, yeah, he's British. But for most countries, uh, basically... The thing is, most countries don't have a domestic pathway that makes them visa eligible. Unless you're going through NRL or Elite One or State of Origin, you're not qualifying domestically, which is why you need the caps. So we're going to need to get the Hawks playing if Americans are ever going to go over. And you've got to check three boxes. One, play in the 2017 Rugby League World Cup. That If you did that, <laughs> if you played one game, that checks box one. Now, there's an alternative way of checking box one. I told you this was going to get complicated. Okay. And that's to play 50% of your country's IRL-recognized test matches in the last two years before you apply to go over. 
three years if there haven't been any matches for your country in the last two years. <laughs> okay. So I'm, I'm following along. A so beautiful mind if you've done right that, me. there's that's checkbox one. Checkbox two, played in 40% of international and IRL recognized test matches that have been played since October 1st, 2017 by your country. Those okay. dates are going to change, by the way, in mid-October. Uh, I, if you guys want it, I've got the document from the RFL. I can, if, I can send that around to people who want it. So what's going to happen is in mid, if you apply after October 15th, it becomes the 2021 World Cup. And since October 1st, 2018. But it's not enough to check those two boxes. So you've got the caps. You've been playing oh, for your country. There's still a third box that you have to check. And that is you have to meet the minimum salary threshold, which feels like it was written by someone who's like, we can't have these foreigners coming in, stealing our jobs for lower wages. <laughs> and so for week <laughs> one, take our jobs. it's 10,000 pounds per annum. For uh, the championship, they have to be offering you at least 17,500 pounds. And for Super League, you would have to be one of your club's 20 highest paid players. So the 10,000 number seems most relevant. Yeah, I imagine U.S. guys would be starting there. But wait, there's more. But oh wait, God. there's more. If, oh the, my God. if the RFL believes that the club that you are trying to sign for, that's trying to sponsor you for the visa, is, quote, artificially inflating the financial package, end quote, for the sole purpose of meeting this salary threshold, the RFL can say, we will not support your visa. And if the RFL does not support your visa, you will not be given a visa. <laughs> huh. okay, so okay. Gonna, okay, so Jim, let's, let's, break, let's break that down. Oh, in three dear minutes. God. So basically, there is no, there there is a better chance that I am going to play cricket in Bangladesh than an American is going to get to play. Someone who doesn't isn't married to a UK passport holder is going to play in, well, in in Super League. To be fair, if we can get four Hawks matches this year, I can't. Which we're up. not. But if we're, we're if we could, anyone who played in all four of them, by my math would be eligible to play in the pyramid next year because we've only played seven right. when the number goes up a year our three world cup matches drop out so play four if we get guys to play in all four then they so can go sign for cornwall like cornwall which desperately it. needs the help and you know eric perez is canadian so Hopefully he'd be open to spending some money on guys from North America so that he could stop getting waxed by 60 points every week. And I love Cornwall and I understand why they're getting waxed by 60 points every week. They're brand new, <laughs> but they could use the help. So it help. seems like a logical avenue to get some guys into the pyramid. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes. I follow Cornwall I'm rugby league football one, clubs. To... <laughs> you got to do it. Cause they were the Ottawa aces. Yeah, yep. right. Old Ottawa Aces now playing oh, out. They had, they, had the, uh, they had the they had the best branding. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. So okay. basically, basically, because Chris was breaking up for a little bit there, I want to just go back to what he said, and it is that U.S. ARL Hawks need to play four test matches from now until the end of the year, and that will at least get us on a good path. Yeah. Question mark. And then all the other caveat shit happens, and so then we have to worry about that. Um, yeah, but I think that's what we've been saying since the beginning. We know that they're going to play Jamaica at least once. There is rumors that they're going to play a second match against Jamaica. Where and when that happens, I don't know. Yeah, um, this, this is we have a report that in September there will be a match between Jamaica and the United States, but that's in September, right? And that leaves. For those of you that are in the business world, that's the end of Q3 going into Q4, which means you don't do anything in Q4. And you know what else you can't do in Q4? Play international test matches because it's the World Cup, because that's right. around this, like it's getting in the same time. No one's going to play after the World Cup. So basically, next year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean it's, that's it's me being very, that's me being cynical. I, 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 I mean, I don't think that's cynical. Unfortunately, that's just reality. I mean, that's, that's just reality. I mean, so basically, 
And and huge thanks to Chris for somebody yeah, finally doing the damn research. Find out we, we can do this. We'll, we, we'll put this on social media so that everybody yeah, gets. We're this. gonna we're gonna help you. This is we're a helpful podcast. This is yeah. this is how we can help you because we're God caring. knows people we care. People people ask. This is the number one question. How this is gonna work? <sighs> I mean, it does not fill me with with. I'm glad we know. I'm glad we know the roadmap now, but that does not fill and me that, with. And that's let's just think about it. There's also Super League. There's also so Super League. Ma- that, well, no, I'm saying that's for. That's RF. to go to Brit, but that's that's Britain. where people are gonna go. I mean, this is this people yeah, are not you know gonna. People are gonna go to the NR. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I've taken that flight to Australia. That's a long flight. That's a no, that's, that's a that's a sixteen and a half hour flight. But that's, what I'm saying that's, is, oh, twenty. We don't, we, don't qu- we don't quite know. Oh, from yeah, from LA. Yeah, from LA, it's yeah from the from the from where most people live. It's yeah. it's um, a bit longer. But, but what I'm saying is that's the that's the part, and that is the place where we just don't know. Like if the NRL, this goes back to the beginning. Like the NRL wants to promote and do yeah. good things yeah. in American rugby league, they have to sign a clear pathway. You're not going right. to play NRL. You're going right. to go over there and you're going to play. The, you know, reserve grade. And, and right. The, the problem here is is twofold. One the best league in the world is on the other side of the planet and live games aired here happen at three o'clock in the morning and nobody's getting up for that. I was watching a game at seven. That's a lot well, normal people. It you, was. you and I, Dust, you and I and Chris are not normal people. Uh, the league that's closest to us, that's the easiest to get to and that people will understand because people are already getting up early to watch the English Premier League is yep. super league. So th- to me, this is the which way you can't people, it in the U.S. Which you can't. Well, they they apparently last week they brought it back on on Fox Soccer Plus, but again, nobody no cares. one gets nobody, nobody gets Fox Soccer, Soccer Plus. Nobody gets Fox Soccer Plus. The last place I knew of in Manhattan that had Fox Soccer Plus was uh, the Australian, and when that closed, literally nowhere else in the island freaking has it. And there certainly isn't any place I know any in, in the Boston area. And I'm a huge soccer fan, and I don't know anywhere in the Boston area that has Fox Soccer Plus, um, because there's nothing on it. The, the the major soccer leagues are no longer on Fox Soccer Plus. So the soccer bar is dropped. So Super League is where people going to Britain is is already an accepted. You know, Americans are used to their athletes going to the United Kingdom to play because now that's what happens in soccer. So this is this is something that people are used to doing. I think so, it maybe needs to be reworked, some of those oh, things. Out there. It does. Oh, my God. No, I'm not saying this is perfect or good. The beautiful uh, mind... Uh... An, uh, analysis that Chris gave us, like we just gotta. I, I think there needs to be a discussion between USARL and IRL and the RFL in order to figure out a better pathway. There has to be. I mean, they, there is a part. There is an all. There is an organization. There is the all parliamentary group for rugby league. They have a, 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 you know, like we have the congressional baseball committee and stuff like that. Like you have a. There is an organization of rugby league fan members of parliament. They exist. You have to sit them down and say, "Hey guys, like, can you help us here?" I mean, you know, you if you you already have one foot in the door. That's that's better than we're not talking about trying to start a. I doubt there's an all party, all parliamentary group for ice hockey. Yeah. I mean, you know, th- th- this is this is you've already got your foot in the door. You already have politicians that are on your side that are big rugby league people. Okay, great. So, international rugby league, right? Exactly what you're saying. The RFL and Super League and USRL, and there there has to be a better pipeline because that's it's, it's going to be a lot easier to convince somebody an american athlete to go an eight-hour flight than you know if you're playing <laughs> the 24-hour flight yeah i mean yeah i mean we're and i love australia i love it but it's you know it's a it's a unfortunately it's on the other side of the goddamn earth i mean if if you're playing high school football in texas the type of kid that we're looking at the type of kid that we always talk about on this show and that i talk to the both of you about all the time if you're playing high school football in pennsylvania and you're gonna you're you're probably not gonna play at penn state but you can play rugby and you can play rugby league it's going to be a lot easier to convince that kid to go to england than it's going to be to convince him to go to australia yeah that that's going to be a lot you know that's going to be a lot easier to do it's a lot I, lots more to unpack always Chris, man i appreciate you do, thanks for doing that research man like any, was, any, more, yeah, any other well, on, on your own research and what you did that's did. really big round of applause chris honestly i just got annoyed that no one knew the answer and i'm like 
I have a PhD. I do research. I ought to be able to figure this out. And so, and so, so I just start sending emails. Say you need a guy. You, you need, need guy. you you need yeah you you don't need the <laughs> yeah you don't need the pain in the ass Irish American from Boston to do stuff. You need the pain in the ass WASP from Massachusetts to do shit. That's <laughs> it's the two different kinds of Massachusetts people. <laughs> this is One both sides of the coin. <laughs> I'm oh, the I'm the man. loudmouth Irish guy. And he's the actual get shit done WASP guy. That's the that's how it works. There you go. Hey man, we Jim, we covered a lot. That's that's, that's a, a lot. lot of stuff. That's a lot of hour stuff. and that's an hour of uh, it's an hour quality of rugby league content. Quality. I mean, we're talking high quality from the only American rugby league journalists. Who else country. is out here? This is it. Come, come at me. It, uh, <laughs> come on no, our we, show. We really appreciate it, Chris. I actually, I really appreciate you coming on. That was really uh, great, we'll man. Thank you so much, have Chris. You back uh, to join us again in in future episodes. Absolutely, if, if, you, if you want to. Sounds good. It's been fun, guys. Right, Thanks for having that's, me. That's that's a yes. Uh, you know, of course, I'll let you guys know. Uh, you guys know that we're on the Chasing Kangaroos Media Network. Stay tuned on the Chasing Kangaroos Media Network because coming up very very shortly is an interview that mr carboni had with one troy grant oh oh good catch you carboni and if you don't think that carbs asked him about the usa governance you're wrong oh see i love you carbs i love you carbs good job buddy stay tuned about uh about that if you want to follow us on social media, I mean, you can follow the Rugby League in America pod on Twitter at RL Podca- Podcast. Um, and then, of course, you know, bereft of the dial over there on the tweets. On the uh, tweets. On the tweets. And, man, because that's what's right here in front of me. Always a freak, you know, talking into a microphone. That's all we do. It's good times. We appreciate it. For Mr. Chris Holland, the book, who is joining us from sunny San Diego today, uh, up to the northeast with Mr. Jim Powers over there. You guys have a good weekend. You have too, man. Weekend. You too, buddy. My name's Dustin Zare. We really appreciate you. This has been Rugby League in America.